Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome to Radio Motherboard. This is Jason Kebler, and I've got our features editor, Brian Anderson, with us. Hello, everyone. And this week's episode is a little more serious than most of ours. Um, we have this bombshell report by investigative journalist Damien Spleters that we ran on Wednesday. Um, and it's called When Big Guns Go Down. Uh, what happened here, Brian? So this is a story about the U.S. military sending defective gun parts, thousands of defective gun parts, in fact, to troops in Iraq and Afghanistan for years and knowing about it. And Damien, over the course of a year, submitted FOIA requests uh, and acquired hundreds of pages of previously unreleased uh, government records. Um, And he also reviewed, you know, thousands of pages of Defense Department audits and safety reports and interviewed dozens of uh, current and former military officials and uh, contracts workers and one guy who had his gun explode on him on the 4th of July while he was in Afghanistan. Right. When you say this, you know, defective gun parts, to be clear, what's happening is these guns are literally exploding while people are engaged in fighting, you know, terrorists, presumably. Yeah. So Damien's story focuses on two gun systems in particular, the M2 heavy machine gun and the M249, which is similar to the M2. And he talks about a number of, uh, critical parts in both of these guns so everything from bolts to firing pins and back plates and he traces these gun parts that have been poorly manufactured he traces them through the supply chain for both guns and he was able to find sean mcmahon a a retired army soldier who was test firing a gun in 2010 and what seems to have happened is a defective bolt that was uh, put into the gun led to what's called a case rupture so 
yeah, the gun literally exploded on him and shot shell casing through his leg. And from Sean McMahon, we sort of get into the labyrinth of military contracts and some of the contractors who are tied to defective bolts and parts that are in the supply chain. And Damien also finds instances of government contractors who supplied faulty parts, but despite of that, the government still awarded them contracts after the fact. So he covers a lot of uh, a lot of ground, but we are literally at the end of the day talking about guns that explode or have the chance of exploding because of defective parts. Right. And in seeing this story, you know, kind of through the editing process, uh, Brian did an excellent job kind of shepherding it onto our website. It's astounding to see these documents. Like there are thousands and thousands of pages and, um, you know, Damien really combed through these very dense reports to find, you know, what was really going on here. So uh, you just talked to Damien uh, for this podcast. So let's talk to him and then we'll come back and kind of debrief, I guess. Yes, here's Damien, who is in Belgium at the moment. How did you first hear about the story? So I started working on this when I was at uh, at school, actually, at the um, Columbia Journalism School. Um, and I saw that, um, you know, as a, as a journalist from before, I was uh, always interested in weapons and guns and you know how people use them in war and the stories behind them um so i was looking for stories like this to work on while i was in the u.s and i i I found um some kind of court case about um you know quality deficiencies um and 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 parts gun gun parts that were sent to the troops etc and so it, it arose my curiosity and uh i you know i the, the more i digged into it and the more i saw that it maybe it looks like um you know a bigger problem uh more general more global uh so i found a lot of data on this and uh indeed it looks like it's uh it's it's uh, it's been going on for years. Yeah, and there are specific guns that you mention and that you explore in the piece that have been affected by defective parts in their respective supply chains. What are those guns? Can you tell me about those? Sure. S- specifically, we're looking into the you know two very important weapon systems that have been in use in the, in the US military for, for years and in one of the two cases for decades. Um, it's the, first of all, the, the M2 heavy machine gun and also the M249 light machine gun. So in your story, you sort of focus in on a handful of critical parts for both of these guns that weren't manufactured correctly and got into the supply chain. And you found that there are tens of thousands of defective critical gun parts that to date have had to be replaced when they were spotted. 
So there were there was like the firing pin and the extractor pin for the M249. For the M2, you had bad bolts, and that's 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 a real issue because when you when you have a, a, a bad bolt, the, the the something called the head space might be might be bad, and that means that you know the um, you can have some something that's called a um, um, case rupture in which the, the basically the, the cartridge will explode in the chamber and um, and send some you know destroy and possibly injure the operator. And you spoke with one person in particular who experienced this case rupture. He's using an M2. Can you tell me about Sean McMahon's story? Sure. So we, um, I, I found about Sean McMahon because he actually sued the manufacturer and alleged that the weapon was um, deficient. What happened to him is that on the 4th of July, 2010, um, he was he was uh, supposed to test fire a new M2 that came to uh, his unit, and um, you know something happened, and he basically his his weapon exploded on him. Uh, pieces of shrapnel tore through his leg, and uh, he he was sent to the hospital. He had complications, etc. Um, so it was it was bad for him, um, and you know he thought that. Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe, you know, he, he was convinced that the headspace was set correctly. And, um, and he thought that maybe it's just a, a bad machine gun. And so, so I thought that was an interesting case um, to illustrate the kind of problem we have there with uh, bad parts kicking around in, in the supply chain. And what happened with the court case? Well, it didn't go far because... Um, McMahon was not able to inspect the machine gun because it was destroyed and dismantled, and um, and so he was not able to prove that you know that that defective parts were in that machine gun. Uh, plus, you know the um, the U.S. Army could show that it inspected the weapon and accepted it, uh, and that it was fine. It was tested, etc. But we found documents that you know pertain to other cases in which it is you know shown that um that the the military has sometimes accepted parts that were actually deficient or waived quality tests um and and um so i thought that was also illustrative of, of the problem and we're back so yeah, I mean, this is was not an easy task. It took him over a year to do this, combing through all these government uh, reports and inspector general reports and contracts and that sort of thing, and like parts uh, quality analyses, analyses, and that sort of thing. Um, and it's very, you know, the end result is the story is something anyone can understand. Guns are blowing up, and it's very bad. And the Pentagon is supplying our soldiers with defective things to presumably fight a war, which is also bad. Um, but I just want to talk a little bit about the agency that kind of provides this. Um, I did a side piece called, uh, you know, the largest military agency you've never heard of, which, you know, some people have probably heard of the Defense Logistics Agency, but overall it's pretty, you know, behind the scenes. Um, and that's primarily because it's very, very boring. Like logistics is pretty boring. Um, but the DLA is extremely important. And what they do is send clothes and, 
uniforms and bullets and gun parts and oil and food to people all over, you know, every single military base the U.S. has. And we have over 800 bases around the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, like millions. In fact, uh, the, the latest numbers we were able to find put it at 2 million items that the DLA is in charge of. Right. So 2 million different types of items. Different types of items. Yeah. Right. So a huge, I mean, it, it's a huge amount of stuff that this agency is like pushing out responsible for pushing out right and basically it's kind of like a huge i don't want to call call it like walmart but it's like kind of a mismatch of like amazon and walmart and like ups and like all these other things and there's you know something like 27,000 employees uh for the dla and they spend 40 billion dollars a year um, so there's obviously like a lot of bloat there and there's also a lot, like they're, they're tasked with this ridiculous task of making sure that anyone anywhere in the military has whatever they need. Um, and I got the sense just from reading the article and from talking to the people who covered the DLA that, uh, you know, they were not at all surprised that this happened because there's like very little oversight over them. So is, is that kind of what you got from it as well? Yeah. I mean, there's a quote in the story from a, a, a former military um, personnel, and he, you know, had a good point. He's like, the Department of Defense is a gigantic organization, and to have every wing of this organization knowing what the other is doing, to have everyone, like, knowing exactly what's going on and nothing is slipping through the cracks. Like it's just impossible. Um, and when you look at the numbers, there are, I think 24,000 customers currently that are overseen by the DLA's land and maritime division and 10,000 contractors overseen by the land and maritime division of the DLA. So like, that's a lot of contractors selling to a lot of customers that the government has to keep track of. And it's just like, it's a huge undertaking. And yeah, it's not surprising that things slip through and you get a contractor who was flagged for building defective parts being awarded contracts to make the same part. Like it's right crazy. to make crazy. more of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, th that's not to excuse the DLA in any sense, but it's just one of these consequences sure. of being engaged in a war that has no like real boundaries and having bases all over, you know, the world that need different things all the time. And also, you know, being engaged in a war for 15 years straight, like it's things fall through the cracks and it's a matter of life and death. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we didn't find any instances of uh, a death related to a gun exploding. But it seems that Sean McMahon's story, it can't be the only one. Have to be, there have to be others out there who have had guns explode on them. In fact, uh, Damien arrived at um, 60. That's sort of the number of cases uh, that were reported from, I think, 2002 to the present. 
um, that a, an, an accident uh, tracking agency was able to find 60. So there were 60 cases. That's that, the ones that they sent to us, though. And there are thousands sent, and right. thousands more that they weren't able to kind of uh, provide Correct. for one reason or another. Correct. Yeah. So this accident tracking agency, they record and process on average 8,000 uh, incident and accident reports per year. And for this block of time from 2002 to 2000, well, now that uh, Damien asked for accidents pertaining to small arms explosions, uh, they were only able to provide 700. And of those 60 look pretty similar to what happened to Sean McMahon. Right. And you can't necessarily um, like push these numbers out. That's just not how it works. But I mean, that's roughly like a 10th. Of, yep. of those cases which is pretty bad right. yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah so the dla has had some other follies lately um back in july i believe the special inspector general for afghanistan reconstruction which is this agency that kind of uh details when uh the military screws up in afghanistan uh they're the ones who did a report lately that found um we built a giant gas station in the middle of nowhere that was never used and cost millions and millions of dollars. Classic. Found that the DLA commissioned a warehouse in Kandahar that cost $14 million and was never, ever used. Um, and the photos they sent along are is just like giant open spaces, completely empty warehouses. Um, there was a bombshell uh, Reuters report back in 2013 that found uh, the DLA is just basically ordering parts that they don't need and then they're destroying them because they just it's easier for them to destroy the parts than to not order them uh, simply because it's like this giant bureaucracy. Um, and there is also a report uh, that we published earlier this month that found the DLA paid millions of dollars for these drones that were essentially toys. Um, they, they just didn't do like the quality inspection and, you know, the... Department of Defense got a bunch of like small, stupid quadcopters that they didn't really want or need, and they spent a million dollars on it. So, I yeah, like when you have any agency that's like this large, I mean, they they spend forty billion dollars a year. That's just like totally nuts. So, there's always going to be this like waste, and there's always going to be these oversights, and it's sometimes very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it ends in shell casing ripping through someone's leg when they're trying to test fire a new gun on the 4th of July. Yeah. It's kind Thanks of crazy. For your how, service. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how that even happened on, I mean, the, the, that it just, it just adds a level of, uh, of, I don't want to say symbolism, but to have someone abroad, a volunteer fighting a war and being given a weapon that doesn't work. I mean, it's yeah. bad. It's very bad. It's in inexcusable. Yeah, really. Yeah. Anyway, um, Damien, Damien's piece is uh, uh, it's just really like scratching the surface of all of these uh, DLA and other related documents that he was able to get. So there should be some follow ups coming from it. So. Yeah, you can check out the story out on motherboard.vice.com. Uh, it's lengthy, but it's a very good read full of facts and documents and um, I know some of our listeners are very into primary sources. So 
uh, we've published many of the documents up there. And as you mentioned, that they are uh, quite dense and long. So if we've missed anything that sticks out, please let us know. Yeah, please uh, comb through them and be in touch at letters at motherboard.tv. It's probably the easiest way. Yep. All right. Thanks as always for listening. And we'll be back next week for Thanksgiving. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.